Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night! In New York, welcome to the program, everyone. It is Saturday, May 28th, 2021. Coming at you live from RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. We are getting ready for round two versus the Boston Bruins. Thanks so much, everybody, to come, for coming out to RJ Daniels. Big show coming up. Current, co- current co-host Christian Arnold will be joining us on the line. A little bit of a swap here. Tony Stabile, former co-host, joining me here at RJ Daniels. Tony Big night tonight, game one, Boston Bruins. How are you? I'm great, bro. It's great to be here. Great to be here back at RJ Daniels. Uh, nice to be in this nice comfy chair Christian's got for me, and can't wait to get started. Buddy, let's get it going here. I want to remind everybody that we are proud to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. We're also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And we're happy to be sponsored by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for everywhere you want to get rid of hair. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off plus free worldwide shipping with promo code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. Going to have a lot of fun here at RJ Daniels. We've got a 50-50 raffle going on. Our man Mikey here at RJ will be going around with the tickets. We've got plenty of great prizes. We've got RJ Daniels gift cards. We have Blue Line Deli and Bagels gift cards. We have Hockey Night New York, t- New York t-shirts that are hanging up over here. We've got this... Great retro NHL 94 shirt. We got this Wally Amazing Hockey Player shirt over there. And we got the grand prize, this beautiful Fisherman Ziggy Palfi number 16 vintage jersey. You, you go in for the 50-50 raffle. You are also in for all those prizes. We're going to announce them during the intermissions. So definitely get involved with that. Going to be a lot of fun here. So let's go. The New York Islanders, they just took down the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. All the doubters said it wasn't going to happen, but they did it in six games in pretty good fashion. And you know what? Now we got game one coming up tonight against the Boston Bruins. Tony Stabile, how does it feel to be Tony Stabile? Uh, I think it's got to be great. I mean, you know, everyone, nobody gave the Islanders a chance against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They went in, they took care of business. They got great goaltending out of their rookie goaltender, Ilya Sorokin, uh, went 4-0 and in the series. After last year's playoff hero, Semyon Varlamov, had to get lifted after the two games he came back. Um, I just played great. You know, there were, there were stretches where Pittsburgh had the upper hand. Um, but honestly, you know, we talked about it when we were here at RJ Daniels before game one. Defense, goaltending, that's what wins series. Elias Sorokin stole the series for the New York Islanders. Well, and that's where I wanted to start here, you know, because there was obviously, and justifiably so, a lot of talk about Elias Sorokin stepping in and pretty much taking over and, and carrying this team on its shoulders to win that series. But was the difference just goaltending? Was it just Elias Sorokin? Or is there is there you gotta give credit somewhere else? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, you know, the Islander the Islanders scored timely goals when they needed to. Uh, they never 
even when they trailed, it never really kind of seemed like they were out of these games. And you know, they got they got great they got goal scoring from from unlikely sources. I mean, if you look at you know some of the guys, I mean, Anthony Beauvillier, who had a great playoff last year, ended up with seven points. He leads led the team. But Brock Nelson had a great series. Josh Bailey had a great series. That whole line, you know that that the you know, and then they, of course you had Pajot again. You know, the guy has been a revelation since uh, since he's come to Long Island. Uh, Kyle Palmieri, who only scored two goals with the Islanders in 17 games after they acquired him, scored three very big goals in this series, Absolutely. including the overtime winner in Game One. Got the scoring started in Game One, also. So you know, the, the Islanders got the offense that they needed. Obviously, it was a it was a it was a shaky series from Tristan Jari, but right. the pen, you know the, the, the big part the thing, the big takeaway from this for me at least was looking and seeing how this team was at, as we said before outplayed its stretches long stretches in their own zone you know it was a bend but not break type of a thing and I and I've seen a lot of talk this this week from Penguins players even about we outplayed them and I can't believe that we're here and whatnot. This is why you play the games. You know, you can look at analytics all you want, but this is why they play the games. The Islanders scored the timely goals. They did what they had to do. They wore the Pittsburgh down, I felt, physically in the series. And they got them to take some really bad penalties at times. When, and, that, and it's a big thing. Even if the Islanders are not scoring on the power play, they're keeping, you know, they're keeping the play in the zone. They're keeping them out of the offensive zone. They're not on the attack. It's it's they, they the Islanders played in my opinion a really good series even though they didn't carry the play all the time they did what they had to do they scored the goals when they had to and they got the goaltending they needed yeah and I think you look at Game Five and that's probably you know the biggest difference obviously you know you had the two two tie and, and whoever was going to come out of that game was going to have the upper hand but the fact that they were able to weather what was not just a storm but just an absolute onslaught. you know onslaught you know typhoon whatever you want to call it I mean. You can't really blame somebody for saying they didn't have much business winning that game because, I mean, Pittsburgh really did carry the play for the majority of it. But with that being said, the fact that they were able to weather that storm, the fact that they were able to play patient, tight playoff hockey, and that Ilya Sorokin was there to bail them out when he needed to, I think speaks a lot to what this team might be able to do going forward, whether it's in the second round here against Boston and perhaps if if they're fortunate enough to get past that. So... I think there's something to be said about that, you know, because a lot of people like to point at the fact that, you know, the, oh, they had no business winning that game and whatnot. But I think that speaks to the type of team that they have. They're built for the playoffs. Absolutely. And you saw it last year, too. I mean, they did exactly the same thing last year. You know, they, they, they were able to score their timely goals. They were able to weather the storm when, you know, they were overwhelmed offensively, uh, uh, you know, defensively. Uh, and they got the goaltending that they needed. But in this series, I mean, when you, you look at how well Ilya Sorokin played and, and the things that he was able to do, you know, some of the saves. I mean, look at that save in game one that he made off Sidney Crosby early on. On a deflection, got just the, the last bit of the skate on that save. Right. That's a, that that's a big goal right there of if course. Crosby scores it. So, and you saw, and, and if you look at the two games that Varlamo played, you know, gave up the early goal, you know, had the Islanders starting to chase the game early in the game, because, you know, basically from the, right. onset, from the onset. And what Sorokin did was, it's just... You, he would give up that one goal or whatnot, and then but you never had that. Oh God, he's going to give up another one. Oh, they got a hit out of coming back. You never. He had that that calmness about. And as a rookie, you know, a lot of people say you know it's a KHL is not the same as the NHL. The, the KHL prepared this guy. You know, you saw what he was able to do in the playoffs there. He won a championship there. So you know, to to see how he's prepared and how calm and collected he is in that net. I mean, you can't ask for much more than what you got from that kid in the series. No, there's no doubt. And, and, and you know, it's amazing to think 
just how how well this guy has performed. You know, because look, he was he was hyped up tremendously, right? I mean, everybody was waiting for him to come over. We didn't know if it was going to happen. And you know, yes, fans were expecting big things out of this guy, mm-hmm. but what we just saw out of this playoff round and so soon, I mean, I didn't see that coming. You know, I knew he was going to be a good goaltender. I knew he was going to have potential to be a top goaltender in this league. But the fact that he was able to step in, not only he wasn't the starter for the for the for the series. He comes in, he spells Varlamov, cool as a cucumber, and he and he's undefeated right now in the Stanley Cup playoffs. His first four games, and then he goes and sits <laughs> for two games, no less, and right. picks up right where he left after right. he left off after game no problem. One. So uh, yeah, you can't you can't say enough about what he did. And I'll tell you right now that game. Um, that um, the four one, I think it was game five. Um, when, if they scored real late. Ashton Reese scored late, real late in the game where he basically just barreled the puck into the net, so mm. on and so forth. I mean, he right. was outstanding. Like I, there was no, he it had he had that 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 type of just that ex, he was just exuding that you're not getting anything past me tonight. It's not right. happening. And you know, and, and you looked and it did, you saw frustration on Malkin's face. You saw frustration on Crystal Tank's face. And you know, you saw with the, even with the penalties that they were taking, it was just it was all out of frustration. And it was somewhat of what the defense was doing, but it was a lot had to do with what Sorokin was doing. Yeah, without a doubt. And and, and it's got to give Islander fans a lot of confidence knowing that. You know, you have Sorokin there who's able to take the reins. We now know that he can play in, in a high-stakes situation here over in the NHL, and, and obviously he can, you know, perform tr- fantastically. And look, if he happens to have a rough game here, maybe whether it's against Boston or whomever, you got you still got Ven- Vezina candidate Semyon Varlamov waiting in the wings to step back That's in. Yeah, and you got to figure he's, his knee has got to be a little healthier now than it was. Maybe that still was part of the problem, you know, when he started in the series, and maybe that's why he had a little trouble. But either way... You can go back to him if you need to. You know, you two go, great options. You go you, and you go back to the, the whole thing, and you got to give Barry Trotz credit because you know it's, it wasn't easy. What, everything that Varlamov did for you last year, everything Varlamov did for you this year, to pull him out of the lineup after two games where he was eh, not so good, yeah. and put go with a rookie goaltender. Okay, yeah. I mean that takes that takes screw. I mean, I, I mentioned it on Twitter, but but the Penguins did that actually. In, uh, in, it was in 2015 where they they had. Um, they had uh, Mark Andre Fleury, who was oh, clearly 13, rattled. When 13. they put in Vokun against the Islanders, oh Vokun. yeah, and that yeah. changed the series. It changed the whole Absolutely. series. And the, the, if they had left, if they had stuck with Mark, this is a guy who won a Stanley Cup for them. You know, I mean, Mark right. Andre Fleury was you know was com- completely rattled in that series. Like Vokun came in, very calm and collected, did what he had to do, and everything was. It was it was a change series after he came in. It wasn't that he was spectacular? He just he came in and gave them. What they needed, which was to basically to calm everything down. Yeah, well, I mean, Flurry. I mean, it's so funny. The whole thing with Jerry, especially in the Coliseum, was such a almost a mirror image of what what Islander fans did to Flurry in that series. Yes. They were on his back just like they were on Jerry's, and he was rattled. I remember after every goal, he was skating back and forth mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. front of the. He couldn't handle it, and that's why they brought Vokun in. Yep. And it's funny because you know on on previous shows here with Christian. We talked about the whole home ice advantage thing, and I kind of played it down. I was like, ah, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You know, I, I give more, you know, credit to the whole, the fact that you get the last change, stuff like that, more and more, you know, um, strategy-wise. But, you know, you look at just how this series went, I mean, you get fans back in the building, and just how ruckus it was. I was fortunate enough to be in the building when it was happening, and just how, fort- how, how incredible these, these fans were. I mean, 
I don't think Barry Strauss was smoke, uh, blowing smoke. I think it, it actually meant something when he said, look, you guys helped us out. Because, I mean, it was just loud. It was wild. And, and Jerry was rattled. He wanted no part of game six. He wanted no part of it. He couldn't wait to go home. Yep. And, it, you know, and it's funny because it really looked as if the players were trying to close it out. And, it, it, you know, like you can you, – you, you, when, you when you watch a hockey game and you can see when, when a team is focused and they're trying to claim the game, they were definitely they, – they were focused on closing this game out. They wanted to win it on home ice. Not that they didn't want to have a, a part of game seven, but they wanted to do it for the fans. And you could tell that that's what, that was part of this. They wanted – you could tell just by the celebration at the end of the game. They wanted to do it for the fans. No doubt about it. And I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us here at RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. I want to thank everybody for watching us over at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Christian Arnold from Hockey Night New York and NYI Hockey Now will join us. backbone of any great business and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy introducing tie technology a low-cost flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country tie technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients and if you need support you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at TieTechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, Technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. John Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. You are watching and listening to Hockey Night in New York at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and live at RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. Coming on to the show right now, familiar face, current co-host of Hockey Night in New York, and of course, esteemed editor-in-chief over at NYI Hockey Now is the masked man, Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're doing well. Welcome to On the Line, brought to you by Thai Technology. Now, you had the privilege of going up to Boston here for Game 1, so pal, how's things going up there, and are you ready for Game 1? 
Uh, well, it's nice that you uh, got the city correct this time instead when you just <laughs> called me before and you called it Pittsburgh. So I'm glad you got it's, that. It's straight. true. On the uh, break, I said Pittsburgh. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I am up in TD Garden right now with about uh, a little over, probably more than an hour away from uh, game time here at Boston uh, TD Garden between the Islanders and, and uh, wow, I almost there you Pittsburgh go, buddy. <laughs> you almost messed me up. I, I deserve that. So uh, it's certainly certainly exciting. I got to the arena about an hour ago. And, uh, I mean, people outside were just, the energy is great. Um, this is going to be a pretty packed building tonight here in, in Boston. And uh, you can feel the energy on the street, which is, again, we talked about the sense of normalcy we got last game in Game 6 uh, at the Nassau Coliseum. And you talk about the normalcy you're feeling a little bit here and now in Boston with, you know, people outside, the bars being packed, and um, life starting to get back to more more resembling what we're used to, which is a good thing. And obviously playoff hockey is a good thing. Yes, and as we've seen, the uh, the crowds coming back have definitely had a huge effect on what's been going on in the playoffs here. And I guess we'll just start with this new series now between the Islanders and Boston. It was a tough one against the Penguins. Uh, a lot of people said the Islanders didn't really have much of a chance against the Pens. They end up winning that series, and we're, we're hearing similar thoughts here about the Islanders and the Bruins, if, if you're reading online and and everywhere, pretty much. So let's get your first assessment of just what you're expecting out of this series between the Islanders and Bruins uh, and maybe how many games you think it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go seven. I think this is going to be a, a very hard-fought battle between two good teams. Um, you know, I think that I, I have to stick by with what I said earlier in the year when we were doing the show, Sean, and that was I thought the Islanders and Bruins were a better series, better matchup than the Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins. And I think this is the team that, from the first round, um, I still would have liked to see, even even though the, even at the end of the season, the way the Islanders played there at the end of the year and kind of some of their struggles, but it's going to be a hard game. The way they play, they play a hard game. They play, you know, they play a, a, a style that's very similar. Um, and now you saw the Islanders trying to get going there in the last couple of weeks against the Penguins. Now heading into this series with the Boston Bruins. Boston obviously is a very heavy team. They know how to play a very physical game. And Taylor Hall certainly has a whole other element. And I think one of them, the more interesting aspects of this series is always the fact that it has Kyle Brown there and Taylor Hall in his head. Christian, uh, you know, doctor, I should say, thank you for taking time out of this procedure in order to speak with us. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, that. Your chair is very comfortable, by the way. Thank you very much for letting me sit in it for tonight. I, uh, I much appreciate that as well. Tony, it's an honor to have you sitting in for me. You were the glue that's kept Hockey Night in New York going for a very long time. And there it is. I want, you to, I want you to get your due credit, and uh, it's great to have you back on and, the show. And, buddy, I, you know how much I appreciate that. And, and every time that we have this conversation that you say it publicly, it just it warms my heart. Uh, the so. love fest continues. Yes, so thank you so much, pal. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, so my, my question goes to, uh, you know, we, we saw the way Boston played in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in their series, their round one series. They basically steamrolled Washington. 
uh, Tuka Rask, who had a good season and was a, was basically a scapegoat for most Boston fans last year when he decided to go home at the end of the season and not play in the playoffs because of COVID concerns. Uh, he played very well in that, in that series. Talk a little bit about what you know what we're going to see in this goaltending matchup with the veteran in Tuka Rask and the Islanders, which they've gotten outstanding goaltending from their rookie goaltender, Ilya Sorokin. Absolutely. Uh, it's nice to see the uh, the issues with the audio are still there in round two for, for RJ, RJ Daniels. So you have no idea how much time we put into that today, no too. Clue, no clue. Love it. I absolutely right love, it. Um, <laughs> love it. I love it. To answer your question, though, Tony, I mean, it, it is going to be a big difference between, between Tuka Rask and between Tristan Jari. I mean, it's, it's going to be a world's difference. And, um, you know, you really saw how rattled that Jari was the, that last game at the Nassau Coliseum. There's no question about it. And um, you definitely kind of had to feel a little bit bad. I'm sure Islander fans won't agree, but I'm, I'm, yeah, you had to feel a little bit bad for Jari there at the end um, in the position that he's put in there with the Islanders in that last game. And certainly the, the, the atmosphere that the Coliseum created around him. But Tuka Rask a battle-tested veteran goaltender who has really led the Boston Bruins to a very good year, and um, you know he's not going to be one that you're going to get a puck by. He's not going to be tough guard, but he's going to rattle. Um, he's going to give up a couple goals. You know, Rask has done this before. He knows what it takes to win a playoff round, a couple playoff rounds. Um, you know, he's going to be the toughest goaltender in the league. No, I agree with you. You don't want the you know typically you don't want to be chasing the game against a team like the Boston Bruins. So uh, I agree with you there. Um, but uh, what I also want to talk about is uh, is the fourth line in hockey. Is the fourth line uh, for the Islanders the the best fourth line in hockey as they've been called. Um, but they are such an important part of this team, uh, given the fact that they try to wear they're going to wear the team you know to wear the, the opponent down. You have uh, you, you have Cal Clutterbuck who is among the best. Um, antagonist in the game, right? Mm-hmm. He knows how to get under people's skin, but the Bruins have probably the best antagonist in the game in Brad Marchand. <laughs> he has some right. he has some history with Leo Komarov. Talk about if the if the um, the fourth line is going to be able to be able to do their thing, having to deal with guys like Marchand uh, on on Boston. Yeah, it's going to be a real test. It's going to be something that's again you're going to, you're talking about a hard, a hard fought series that we're about to witness between these two teams. That's those two lines are at the center of it, and then and those couple guys are at the center of it. Marchand is one that will easily get un, under your skin, and um, you know the challenge for the Islanders now is to not, a not let him do that, and b make sure they don't don't they don't let him and some of the other Bruins have hit the off of their game because we saw him in the first. Uh, 
For sure, Christian. I think it's going to be a, a big, heavy battle with, with a lot of hitting. And since we're talking about lines, let's let's pivot to the third line here. It looks like Oliver Wallstrom is still going to be out day-to-day. At least that's what Barry, Barry Trotz is calling it. Looks like uh, Travis Ajak is going to slot back in. Maybe you can talk about how he filled in last series, how he performed, and what you expect out of him alongside of Pajot, uh, in on the third line here going into the Boston series. I, I certainly can talk about it, Sean. That I can do. You, you bastard. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, well, I was, I was waiting for a question. No, he ain't going. No, no, he's going. He's not going. You're good, buddy. Please tell me what you think Travis Ajak is going to do in this series against the Boston Bruins, uh, as, long, as, as well as his line. Thank you. I will talk about that. Yes, Thanks, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Um, you know what? I think you saw what, uh, what, what Zajac can do there when he's out there on the ice. Um, he really had a big big effort there against the Penguins in Game 6. And, um, you know, for as much as we talked about, a lot of people talked about how he, you know, he wasn't really getting his opportunities or wasn't playing well when he was in the lineup. You know, he stepped in a situation where he needed to. And... You know, he did exactly what the Islanders needed of him. Uh, played smart with the puck, played well on his own end, and obviously coming away with that big, big stop there. I forget what period it was, but basically saving a goal when Sorokin got beat and kind of whacking it off the goal line there, um, which was huge for the Islanders. So, kind of just need him to continue that that effort and that play uh, on that third line with Pajo and with with um, you know Kyle Palmieri. And you look at what Palmieri did for that you know that series too as well. Uh, you know, talk about the two great deadline actions and how much. You know, kind of gruff that they got from, from from people and the fan base and other media members and, and whatnot. I guess it's just a big time they had to do. So it'll be interesting. I think now that not having more from this lineup and Sean uh, to the day of the day how well all He's cutting it out there. Christian, you, you all good over there, man? You're cutting it out a little bit. Let me, let me hear you. Can you hear yes, me? that's much better. There you go. Tony, you got a question? Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> I, I, w- I would love to ask Christian a question. I know you're ready for one. So. I, 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 well, there's, I, so there's music playing here, so it's a little... It might be, yeah, every might, now and then be, we can hear uh, these like, slight rumbles going on behind you. Yes. And they're like, oh, they're, they're yeah. kicking the bass up over yeah. there at TD Bank. <laughs> they are. Yeah. It's Lady Gaga. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice, Very nice. nice. Glad they're entertaining you over there, Christian. Outstanding. Yeah. 
so we listen. We we all know that, that Lou Lamarello puts a lot of um, a lot of stock in, in leadership. He likes to he, he likes guys who used to be captains and former captains. You know, on his acquisitions last year with Andy Green, uh, this year with Zajac and with Palmieri. Those are important um, gets for him. And you look at the Boston Bruins, who their longtime captain was Dano Chara. He left after last season, but they're. Their leader on that team is an unbelievable player in Patrice Bergeron. Talk a little bit about Boston's. <laughs> what are you laughing at, dude? <laughs> no, what go ahead. Funny about no, you're asking, no, you're asking to talk about it. So. No, no. Well, I would love him to talk yeah. about it. I would love mm-hmm. for you to talk about Patrice Bergeron and and the the, the leadership and, and the the skill that he still brings at the age of 35 years of age. Tony, I'd be happy to talk about it. When you look at Patrice Bergeron and what he brings to that roster, it's a guy that's a battle-tested veteran NHLer who, um, you know, has has been through just about everything you could imagine when it comes to, the, to playing in the National Hockey League in every situation. And uh, I mean, the Bruins as a whole are a very battle-tested team and very veteran veteran group there as well. Um, and it's, you know, Tony, that was a great question. I, I'm really glad that you were the one that asked it uh, because it really is a scoop. There's no one I'd be happy, happy to talk about. Very first to talk about it. Uh, but no, he brings a lot to the Bruins. He's a leader. There's no doubt about it. There's no reason why the Bruins are so good. So, uh, Patrice Bergeron is a big reason why. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was a shot at me. Oh yes, it was Chris. Yes, it's, it's typical of conversations between <laughs> Christian and I. That's 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 what comes out usually. Yeah, Tony, if you want to keep the gig, that's fine. Oh, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't have to come back. It's wow, it's, yeah. you know, it's very Wait, generous. I, I actually, I have a question for you guys. Oh, here we go. Ooh. Turn the tables. All right, what do you got, buddy? I have a question for you. Have you have you done the? the is Tony doing the the manscape read today or what? Uh, he's going to participate. I wouldn't say oh, I, I wouldn't it. say he's doing the read, but oh yeah, we're we're going to be talking manscape tonight. Yeah, I would not miss that for the world. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's happening. So we're on the line right now with Christian Arnold, otherwise known as Sub Zero, up there in Boston <laughs> at TD Bank, wearing the mask, looking like Sub Zero. So Christian, let's. I, w- I want to point out, Sean, though, that on the line is brought to you, of course, by our friends over at Thai Technology. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, Thai Technology. Yes. So. That's good. Have you ever had yeah. a guest actually do a guest spot like that? Uh, do a, a, a read? That's good. Well, I mean, this I'm is impressed. this is a very special circumstance. He's supposed to be sitting there. He's not. You are. Yeah, that's true. And and he's on the line right now. Brought to you by Thai Technology. Yeah, I mean, but we're he just, is a guest. He's technically a guest. The, yeah, he so is a guest. That's he is a guest. He's in the guest screen. I can see it from here. It's true. It's actually, really good. It's true. Do your glasses <laughs> fog up with the with the mask on like that? I mean, yes. It's this is brutal. Every time I talk, he looks like he's struggling so, a lot over this. He's got the microphone up here. Nobody at RJ's can see it here, but uh, but yeah, you look like you're struggling up there. But, but we appreciate the fact that you're joining us and you're giving us your time he's here. He's game one. Like, so, he could struggle all he wants. He's, he's in the better spot right now. So uh, we've keyed on the defense of the Islanders you know, for a while now right. on this show. And, and in particular, I've, I've uh, favored bringing up the, the Letty Mayfield pairing because I feel like that's always going to be a factor, whether it's in a single game or in a series, just because of... Just, uh, they've been pretty up and down since they've been paired, since Devon Taves, you know, was, was dealt over to Colorado. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, what do you think of his performance, uh, their performance in the, the series against the Penguins? And, and how crucial are they going to be when you look at the fact that you have two big top six lines here with the Bruins, with Taylor Hall coming in? Everybody knows how many points he's, you know, he's put up, what, 14 points in 16 games in the regular season when he came over the deadline. And he's, he performed well in the first round against the Capitals. So, you know, how, how more crucial does this pairing become for the Islanders knowing that they're going to have two really tough lines they're going to have to deal with? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, not to not to take anything away from the Pittsburgh Penguins, but you're you're absolutely right, Sean. Um, you know, this is this is a different ball game now with the Boston Bruins and kind of the completeness of their lineup, and it it, it comes down to everybody being able to match match up and and be able to main, uh, to contain just about everyone else on the opposing side, and especially Nick, Nick Letty and Scott Mayfield. Every, again, we talked about how they played the season in the sense that they made probably the most noticeable mistakes, I guess you could say, during the course of the year. Uh, as I've always said about how how they get they get the rough or they get the they get that place when something really good or something really bad happens, but you kind of don't notice them when they're playing and doing their job effectively. I think I think more often than not, Nickelodeon and Tommy will do their job, especially during the season, um, because the Islanders don't um, they aren't able to play played in game six, game five against the Penguins, or the game four, game six, the way they played against the Penguins without Nickelodeon. And then Scott Mayfield playing the way that they did, and everyone else on the on the defensive floor playing the way that they did. So, um, you know, I, I think Scott Mayfield was starting to the season, but uh, overall during that series, I just wouldn't think there was anything that was as egregious. I think some people take it out as it played this year. Uh, I agree with you, Christian. I, I think that Mayfield actually played a really strong series. Um, you know, he was. Uh, he was among the points leaders, uh, and, and he, he definitely, in my opinion, at least showed what he can do out there and, and, uh, and what he did last year. I, mean, I thought he was tremendous during the playoffs last year. Uh, but there is one guy that the Islanders have on their roster that did not have his best series, and it's a guy who they cannot continue to have to struggle, and that's Matt Barzell. Um, what's your opinion on, uh, on what Matt has to do in this series in order to elevate his game to, to, uh, to, to help that, that first line? Well, I, as I actually wrote, ironically enough, this morning on NYIHockeyNow.com, that this is the series that the Odyssey and Matt Marshall kind of break out. Uh, he, he has the we're, we're losing you again, buddy. We need you to, to make another adjustment. <laughs> Whatever you did before. I, I, can yes. you hear me? Yes. Okay. The music has gone up oh, here. Oh, gotcha. Put the microphone in the mask. So let me, let's try that again. <laughs> yeah, just put the mic literally in your mouth. In the, mask. in the mask. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. We won't tell anyone. Can you, can you, yeah. So what I was saying was that uh, Barzal has, has played his, some of his better games against the Boston Bruins historically in his career. He's, for whatever reason, he's kind of found that magic touch when he's played Boston. Uh, look at his career numbers. Christian, unfortunately, you're cutting out again, and, and that's pretty much all the time we have for you. So we're, we're going to wrap up with you here, pal, but uh, we appreciate you taking some time from up in Boston there. We hope you're, you're enjoying your trip. 
and uh, you enjoy the game tonight. I would say that I miss you, but then I'd be lying. So have a great time up in Boston. <laughs> we'll see you next week, buddy. That's your button. And uh, thanks, thanks again, man. Tony, you have anything else to add before we let him go? No, buddy. Listen, just uh, you know, get home before eleven, okay? Uh, uh, whatever you do. Is. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, thanks. No, Tony. listen, no problem. I'm always looking out for your well-being. Okay, mom and dad, say hi. Christian, <laughs> thanks a lot, pal. Good luck up there. We know you're going to do a great job, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, pal. Sounds good. Tony, keep up the great work. Sean, keep being adequate. Great, great, thanks. Always a pleasure to have you. Thanks Thanks a lot, Christian. All right, buddy. We'll see you. All right, folks. That was the mediocre Christian Arnold of Hockey Night in New York and NYI Hockey Now. He's my co-host. He knows. Yes, give him a round of applause. We're not going to tell him that happened. But, uh, yes, big thanks to Christian for joining us up in Boston. How are we doing, RJ Daniels? Yeah! All right, all right. He's revved up. We got one guy. That's all we need. We start with one. And then we move on from there. It's fine. We'll, we'll, ask you, we'll check in again later. So, once again, folks, we're here at RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. Always a great place to hang out and watch New York Islander hockey or just, you know, do whatever. Whether it's Islander hockey, whether it's Knicks basketball, whether it's uh, maybe some Premier League soccer. Or just have a drink, have a meal. Staff is great. Food is great. All good stuff here. We've got some people following in. Lots of, lots of blue and orange here. you love to see it. You love to see it. We're just under an hour to go until puck drop, but let's let's keep the show rolling here, Tony. Let's keep it going. Keep it on the track. Feels good to be back in the saddle. It does. It's a little little yeah. strange, a little strange <laughs> to be in the you know, but it's good. It's I'm, good to I'm have you back, good. buddy. Oh, I feel great. All right, Tony. So we talked a little bit about the defense before Christian left us. I want to stick with it there. There was another pairing that I feel like was was up and down in last series, and that was uh, the third pairing. That was. Andy Green and Noah Dobson. I thought there were some shaky moments there. And I feel like they have to steady themselves a little bit going into this series against Boston. I don't expect a lot of flash. If Noah Dobson can add a little offense here and there, that's great. But I think they need to step up a little bit against this tough Boston Bruins team. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, Noah Dobson is being his first NHL playoff. He's, um, you know, he he's a kid who's got a tremendous ability. You know, we've seen it. We saw it at different points during the season. He's a guy who can play the offensive game. He can play defensive. You know, he can play defense. You know, he's he's a great skater. He's got some size to him, but he definitely had some shaky moments against Pittsburgh. Uh, I believe he was a, I believe he was a minus three in the series, which uh, you know you, you don't you, know, you never obviously want to see. But um, you know they they have him with the experience, Andy Green. But if if he's you know he's uh, he's a kind of he's a kid is going to have to step up, and you know Green is not going to be able to cover the ground that he was able to uh, years ago. So um, if Dobson wants to keep his spot in this lineup. He's going to have to, uh, you know, he's going to have to produce, and uh, he's going to have to hold his end. He's, he didn't. He, he had he had some tough moments in that series against Pittsburgh. For sure, and we might as well round out the D here. I thought, and most people did, that Pelican Pollock had a great series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're going to have to continue to bring that against Boston because, like we were talking about before with Christian, they got two top lines here. Now they have, you know, plenty of firepower with Taylor Hall proving everybody he still got it, that whatever was going on up in Buffalo was, was just a mirage, and, and this is the, t- the real Taylor Hall here. So what did you think of Pelican Pollock's performance against the Penguins and how do you see them playing out here against the Bruins? That's that's a mouthful. Pelican Pollock against the Penguins. That's, I thought that's I did a pretty good job. No, you there, did. You right? pulled it off. That yeah. was great. I was so happy. I'm proud, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, no, I look. Pelican Pollock played fantastic. I mean, you know, Pollock you know, scored two goals in the regular season, and then he scores two in, in round one. Both of those goals were game winners. Um, 
they played they played outstanding. Pelic is is the guy who's out there. He's doing everything. I thought he was. I thought he actually stepped up his physical game a little bit. He threw some big hits in that series. Um, and the two of them played real solid hockey. And you know, you would love to be able just to keep them out there for the full sixty minutes, but that's impossible. That's we all know that. So <laughs> yes, we can't. It's true. Uh, we can't do that. So. Um, but no, I thought Pelican and Pulak played a great series, and you know, and Letty and Mayfield, you know, I mean, they were maybe a little shaky in Game One, but honestly, they, I thought they were real solid the whole series. I mean, Mayfield especially. I mean, it, I don't know what it is about this guy. Like he could have the season like he had, where he was really up and down, right? And he just, it, it just seems like when the playoffs come around, this guy is just a different player. Well, look at the points he put up in Round One. Yeah, no, the points he put up in Round One, <laughs> right. and then look at the way he played last year. Yeah. I mean, he was, he is a master. For a guy who, for a defenseman that doesn't put up a lot of points, he is a master at getting the puck to the net, right? I mean, yes. I mean, really, if Ryan Pulla can get, could get the puck in front to the net the way Mayfield does, he'd score 20 goals. Well, you know what? He did it when it counted in the, in the first round against the Penguins. No he question. had that big goal in game, uh, game five? No, Two? game six. Game both, six, I'm yeah, sorry. They bo- both goals he scored were game winners. Right, right. So, look, I mean, and this is kind of the talk now about the Islanders where – you kind of can look past the struggles of the regular season because these guys are stepping up when it counts in the playoffs. And I mean, even though we talked about the second line before, they struggled this year during the regular season. Yep. And now they're leading this team. Yep. They, they were hands down the best line uh, in the first round against the Penguins. Not to take anything away from line three. I thought Pajot's line did pretty well as well. well. They did. Yeah, but sure. there's, there's no doubt that Bavillier, Nelson, and Bailey, Bailey Josh Bailey, first <laughs> elite winger, uh, had a tremendous series against the Penguins. So, look, I mean, yeah, you need them to perform during the regular season so they can actually make the dance. But if they're going to be a little up and down, that's okay. If when, when the real games come, they're doing what they got to do, and, and they are now. Well, we talked about it here before game one, that this team plays differently when the playoffs start. You saw it last yes. year. They were, after Pajot was acquired, they were a lost team. They hadn't, Pelic was out of the lineup. Yeah, they, they had, had the long break. Injuries. They had the long break. But literally, they picked up and just, just took off. Basically, from the first game, so right. they and they've done this. They did the same thing here. They played hard in the series. They looked like a different team. You had the second line that was that that basically struggled, like you said, for more, for, for long stretches of the of, of the season. Right. And then Nelson comes out. And I, I thought Nelson was. It may have been his best game as a pro in Game Six. He was all he was over fantastic. the ice. He yeah. was fantastic. He was all over the ice. Offensively, he was in. The, he was back checking. He was. He was all over the place. So. Only problem was the post that he hit at the end of the game with the which empty net for the hat trick. Imagine? I mean, that was a little disappointing. And it, well, yeah, because who wants? Who I'm not sure if I would dress him for game one tonight. You, you know what? You probably <laughs> want to bust him down to you know let yeah. him go play for the Bridgeport Islanders and let him uh, you know and let him try that out for a little bit. But Nelson played a great game. You know, Bovillier with seven points in the series. Josh Bailey with three big goals. You know, like it just you cannot. You really can't say enough about what they did. You're overwhelmed. I am. I, I just because I when you when you look at this when you look at this team right and the guys yeah. that are going to score in this team right. you you know the offensive potential that Nelson Bavillier and Bailey have yeah. and then you see what they would do for weeks on end where it just they would just not, not producing anything. No, they struggled, but and they they're reminding us of what they did last year in the playoffs. They were huge yeah. in the playoffs. Bailey last was year. huge in the playoffs. Last yes, year. and he's huge yeah. again. Yep. So yep. I mean. And I said it on Twitter, you know, after he scored one of his big goals in the series against Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm done with the haters, man. I'm done. You know, during the dynasty years, the, Billy Smith would, you know, in the playoffs, he was unbeatable. He was the goalie. Right. You put him in the net, he was unbeatable. And then during the regular season, he was very pedestrian sometimes, you know. And people, fans would get so pissed off 
and he'd be like, you know, like, what's going on? What, you know, he's not playing up to potential. Yeah. But, uh, and then he'd get in the playoffs, and there was nobody that was going in that net but Billy Smith. And it's just, that's the kind, it just seems that this, when, when Josh Bailey, he, he, he can, if he could struggle, like I said, through, through stretches of the season, and then you put him in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it's like, yep, that's the Josh Bailey that I knew that I've always known. That yeah, it's in there for sure. And I'm just gonna have to take your word for it on the Billy Smith thing because I wasn't really around then. I mean, yeah, see, this is like we can harken back to the old days, mm-hmm. you know, when we used to do the show together. And this is one of those times where I could, you know, bust your chops for being a real lot older than me. Yeah, and, no, and, 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 and you as, still are, and I still am, it and sucks, I will huh? continue to be as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way. The laws of physics work. <laughs> yes, so. yes, it continues. <laughs> time moves <laughs> at the same. Yeah, yeah, it moves at yeah, so. the same level. Yeah. All right, great. Well, look, we're getting the the landscape here of the the Islanders playoff series uh, coming up here against the Boston Bruins. But now it's time to talk about our new sponsor, Manscaped, the below the waist grooming champions of the world, who just released their brand new lawnmower 4.0 for all your manscaping needs to make sure your playoff beards are where they should be. Tony, did you know that the Lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology? I, I had no idea. Did you know that? I did not. You didn't know that. Well, I'm it's true. so happy you're telling me. Yeah, it helps keep your boys safe and, you know, when you're trying both to keep them, them smooth. Both, both of them. them. Yeah, both it'll take care of both. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's yeah. Good news. It's got an LED light and it can, you can also customize the guard length so for a precision trim. You can see what's going on. You could trim in the dark that's if impressive. you want. You that's don't even impressive. need the lights on. That's great. It's got a light on it. It's a light on its own. It's true. That's great. It's true. So, you know, and you can also adjust the length, right? Because maybe, you know, you like it a little longer, a little shorter. I mean, <laughs> you got four yeah. options there. You, you go never one, two, know. three, four. Everyone's and, got a preference. And if you're into modern technology, it's got wireless charging capabilities, so you don't have to worry about any pesky wires. You just put it on your little wireless charging platter. But that's what they, I don't think they call it that. What do they I, call I, that? I don't, I don't think right, it's Right, but a it's a little base station, right? But it I, looks like a platter. It's I, like a plate. Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. they call it a platter, though. All right, well, we're going to go with that tonight. And, folks, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com because, let's face it, you want to make sure, once again, that the playoff beards are oh, in the right place. Exactly. So there you have it, folks. If you're watching at home, there's your promo code right there. HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. Moving on, Tony. You want to do Hero of the Week? I'll wait a little bit. It's only 7.15. we got some time. We want to just keep it rolling. we got a little time. We'll do the Hero a little bit later. Sure. But once again, I want to thank everybody for coming out to RJ Daniels, getting ready for Islander Hockey here. Yeah. Yeah, that's go. right. There we go. Clap those hands. There we go. Let's get pumped here. Yeah. Round two. Yeah. Let's hear it. Love it. There's Chris Blaze. Love that guy. All right, there we go. The fire's coming. It took a little while. You know what? It took a couple of drinks, right? That's you know, we, start, <laughs> we started 45 minutes ago, and it was a little quiet, but, you know, people getting the drinks inside of them, and they're feeling better. That's what happens. Yeah, and just think of what it's going to be like in another 45 minutes. I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. It's going to be people climbing the ceiling. All right, so the train rolls on here at Hockey Night in New York. Why don't we talk about the special teams, Tony? Yes. Uh, it's interesting because in the first round against the Penguins, I, I don't want to say that um, the, the penalty kill performed poorly, but maybe just not as well as it did during the regular season. That was one of the Islanders' strengths during the season. Yes. Uh, they still did kill off some penalties that they needed to in some major spots, but if you look at the numbers, not as good. Obviously, a smaller concentration of games. We're working with six here, so we understand that. Mm-hmm. But the power play also stepped it up a bit. You had yes. a couple of big goals, those uh, back-to-back goals earlier on in the season. So why don't you talk about – why don't you give us your assessment – 
of the uh, the special teams in the first round and how crucial it's going to be in this series against the Bruins. It's definitely going to be. It's it, look in any playoff series, special teams is definitely definitely plays a big role, and it's typically why you see teams that are in the top ten or fifteen in power play and penalty kill are the ones that move on, and the ones that struggle in one or the other of those uh, of those groups are the ones that typically are out early on or don't make the playoffs at all. The Bruins, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, are very good at both of those. <laughs> that's of those a problem. Things. Yeah, that's a problem. Yes, the Bruins were 10th yeah. in power play, and they were second in penalty kill. So the Islander power play that did have a little bit uh, of success against the Penguins, partial also to uh, part of it also being uh, Tristan Jerry was not at his absolute best. But that being said, uh, the Islanders have guys who could score on a power play. You know, uh, Oliver Wallstrom, they, they, they were shadowing him a lot in the series. You could see he was not able to get that one-timer off. If he is able to come back in the series, he is a weapon on that on that power play that, the, that they haven't had before. But you saw guys who were able, you know, you see they have guys who are able to put the puck in the net. You know, you have, uh, you know, Pajot I thought has played well. You have Palmieri. You have, uh, you know, Barzell did not have his best series as we talked about earlier. So if Matt Barzell is able to go back and start playing you know, like he does typically when he plays Boston. Maybe it's the reason because they, they they passed on him three times in a row the year he was drafted. So that I mean that could have something to do with uh, you know the way he plays against them. But you know, I, I think that that's that will be that could be a, a big turning point for the Islanders if Barzell can get his game going. Well, let's keep the focus there for a second because you know there's been so much discussion about it for obvious reasons. He's the team star. He's their first line center. He's the guy who's supposed to be leading the charge here. Thankfully, the Islanders did not need him to do that in round one against Pittsburgh. We just talked about the fact how the second line led the way, how the third line performed very well, and the fourth line as well. I mean, literally, <laughs> the other three lines did performed tremendously to lift them up through that series. And also, even though, even though you lump Jordan Eberle in with Barzell, he had himself a series two. He scored a couple of big goals. But Matt Barzell continues to struggle. So what do you think it is? I asked Christian this question last show. I said, hey... You know, does it have anything to do with the fact that Komarov is there, that they're able to focus a little more attention on Barzell because Komarov isn't as much as a threat offensively? Do you think there's a chance he's playing hurt? Maybe we don't know about an injury that's going on, or do you think it's just maybe he's a little snake bit, whatever the case may be? What, what, why do you think he's struggling so much he's, here? He's off his game. It's, it's, I don't think it has a lot to do with Komarov. I, he's, he passed up way too many shots in the series. He led the Islanders in shot this year with 135. Okay, <clears throat> he, he passed up, I would say, two to three golden opportunities in this series just by opting not to shoot and to, to try to give it to somebody else. Um, th- he can't be doing that. He's got to be putting the puck on the net. He is at his best when he is a, not only is he a playmaker, but he is a goal scorer. We, we know he could score goals. He's not a guy, he's not a David Krejci who scores eight goals a year and has 37 assists. That's, right. not, that's not his game. Right. He, he can put the puck in the net. He is a, he's a dangerous goal scorer. But he has to be, he has to shoot the puck. You know, he can't have that pass-first mentality all the time. And he did that through stretches of the series. And you need to see Barzell taking those opportunities and trying to, you know, is it, is it an injury? Uh, at some point, yes, you have to start to wonder if maybe, you know, he is playing a little bit banged up. But the Islanders are... They played well against Pittsburgh. The other guys picked up the slack. They are not going to be able to go far in this playoff series if Matt Barzell is not at his best. I agree with you. And I guess with, with you saying that, I mean, is it is it clear to you that the Boston Bruins are a tougher out than the Pittsburgh Penguins? Because, look, Pittsburgh were the, were the first seed. They finished first overall in the yes, division. They yes, they and were. they did it, with you know, for the most part with Tristan Jarry and goal. But do you consider Boston a tougher opponent as most people in the media seem to? I, yeah, I do. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because I think the Bruins are a more complete team 
than than the Penguins are. I, I agree. think that they are a team that you know can play that that physical part. They um, they are a team that can get under your skin. You know, adding Taylor Hall the way that uh, with how Christian said before adds a different dynamic to this team. You know, he he is a and we talked about it at the trade deadline. You know, he was the home run acquisition. You know, you oh, everybody knows what type of talent Taylor Hall has. It was yeah. a matter of whether he's going to show it to you or not. Well, since he's been in Boston, he has definitely. Um, decided that this is where he wants to be, and he's back to the Taylor Hall that we saw back in New Jersey a couple of years ago. So that that's a big thing. David Pasternak is is a top winger in this game. Patrice Bergeron, Absolutely. as we talked about before, is still yeah. you know a very very solid center. And you got a, a rising star on defense in, in Charlie McAvoy, and they got solid goaltending. So this is a team that is going to be. They, they made some some wise acquisitions at the deadline. They picked up Mike Riley. They picked up uh, Taylor Hall. And they, they're playing really well. They're well-coached. Bruce Cassidy is a very, very good coach. Um, so, yes, they're going to definitely be a, a, a tougher out than Pittsburgh was. I don't say that they can't push them out, but this is definitely going to be a much more hard-fought series, I think, than they, they saw with Pittsburgh. No, I agree with you, and it's the first time since 1983 playing the Boston Bruins in the playoffs. And, and I kind of dig that, Tony, just because I'm glad we're seeing them play another team in the playoffs, right? Yep. You know, you, you see yep. your, your... I mean, look, it's not like the, the Islanders have been making the playoffs that often if you go back the last 20 years. But now that they've been doing it again, right? You get your Capitals, you get your Penguins, it seems like almost every time. They even had the Panthers a couple times now. They had the, the prelim round, you know, last year when they were in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that we're mixing it up a little bit here and we're seeing a team that you just haven't in a long time. I like just seeing the matches because it's one thing to, to watch a season series, right, in the regular season between two teams. And, and we've said it a million times on this show back when you were on it, how the regular season never dictates, you know, the, how they're going to be in the playoffs. And, and the Islanders are just one of the most perfect examples of that. Yep. And so, yep. you know, you can look at the season series between these two teams. The Islanders won the first five. It looked great. Then the trade deadline came. Taylor Hall comes in. They end up taking the next three. One of them was in overtime, which... You know, three on three doesn't really factor in here, which I That's love. That's a game Rolando got hurt. Sorokin had to come in, and Taylor Hall ended up getting the winning goal. He, he walked which was Nick Letty in front of the yeah, net. It was a ridiculous. Yeah, goal. it was. It was, no it was something was else. That. But I like the fact that we're going to be able to really see the Islanders match up against the team who's been considered a, a consistent contender in this league for a long time now. Sure. And that's not to say they haven't had any tough opponents in the playoffs before. Obviously, you look at Tampa Bay last year, and they Philly were, was Philly was no was no joke either. They so. weren't, but I don't put them in the same level as no, Boston I don't either, but or was, Tampa Bay. It was definitely, but it's a team. Even though they, in saw fact, them a bunch I, I last said year. it to Christian too. I don't think that series should have went as long as it did the, against the Flyers last mm-hmm. year. I, they, I feel like they got lucky a couple times in overtime, and they extended that one a little longer than it should have. But anyway, getting back to the, the main the main point here mm-hmm. is that. You know, Boston's been a bit of a juggernaut here for a long time in the yes. NHL. And, you know, people are, you know, I was reading uh, Arthur Stable's athletic piece. I don't know if you saw it, where he was, uh, he was talking to, a, I think it was a scout, a player, yes, uh, a GM perhaps. Yes. And he was basically getting their opinions on the series. And I guess maybe to your surprise, because if, if you read elsewhere, they all think it's going to be a very tight series. Ultimately, they think it's going to tilt towards Boston. But they all think it's going to go six, seven games, and, and it could go either way. Right. I, I agree with that. I, I, I really do think this is a six or seven game series. You know, it's going to come down. It, look, every series in the playoffs comes down to goaltending. And the goaltending at the Islanders, you cannot deny the goaltending that the Islanders have got throughout the season with Varlamov 
and then the playoff goaltending you've got out of Sorokin. And, you know, you look at the goaltending, you know, Boston has, has had this year. Rask, was, his numbers were, were, were good, not unbelievable. He was injured for a time. He was 15-5-2. He had a 9-13 save percentage and a 2 eight goals against average. So those are, those are solid numbers. Mm-hmm. We know who Tuka Rask is. Uh, we know what the Boston Bruins are going to bring, but you throw all of, you throw a lot of the stuff from the regular season out because the Islanders are going to have to play four games in a pretty packed out TD Garden, okay? And the Boston Bruins are going to have to play two to three games in a pretty packed out Nassau Coliseum, and you saw what that did to the Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Yeah, and we're looking at twelve thousand strong now at the yeah, Nassau yep, Coliseum. Twelve thousand strong. If you look at the, it's funny. If you look at the seating map now, if you're trying to get tickets for for Islander games at the Coliseum, basically the the vaccinated section has completely just eaten away. It's everywhere at the non-vax it's, section. It's just this this small little spot in the corner now. I'm actually surprised that they haven't gone 100. percent The Knicks have said if they go to round two, they're going to go all vaccinated. Really? Yep. Interesting. So I'm surprised that they didn't go full. But, I mean, really, what they're doing is... They're is giving they're, people an opportunity still because... They are, and it's, it's not much, people who though. got their vaccinations late. They're still waiting out that 14 days. In fact, I have a buddy of mine who's been losing his mind because he wanted to be there for round one, but he got his, his shot so late that he was still in that 14-day waiting window where he, could, he just couldn't go, and there was, like, basically no non-vax tickets available. Right. So, for a, I guess for somebody like him, you know, who, who, who's getting the shot late... They still have a chance to, to to get one of like what six available tickets now in that corner over. It's it. not much. I mean, it's a well, small little section it's, now. It's nice. Well, it's the the capacity for National Coliseum thirteen nine. Okay, so right. they have twelve thousand. So that means only nineteen hundred seats, and of that, well, it's only p- going to be fifty percent. So what is it going to be? No, it's just a small portion of the of right. the uh, twelve thousand they're letting in. I mean, look, whatever like that corner is, right? The, the upper section, the upper bowl, and then the lower bowl, whatever that is, and that's pretty much, much it. So it's, it's, lit, much. It's, it's funny. It's, you're just going to have the place is going to be mobbed all around because there's no more, there's no more um, social distance seating even in the back section. They're just putting everybody next to each other. There's yeah. no empty seats. And now they're saying you don't have to wear the mask again. Right. You just have to wear them in the concourse. In the concourse. That's it. But, yeah, once you get to your seat, you're fine. Which, you can, I you mean, can show your, your beautiful face. In, in, in all seriousness, though, yeah. you have 12,000 screaming fans with no mats on, but when you're walking to the bathroom, you have to have it on. That's a fair <laughs> point, Tony. You know what? That's They're doing their best. I, mean, that's just, no, that's I hear you. No, it's a very that's fair point. But the bottom line is, you heard Howie Rose, I think he said 9,000 fans made the Coliseum sound like 90,000. Yep. Can you imagine what another 3,000? Another 3,000 coming into that building. I mean, and that is what I love about this fan base, is that they are just rabid and passionate. They, they love it. their New York Islanders. Yep. And, and you know, you can speculate and say maybe it's because they really haven't won a lot lately, so everybody's just waiting, you know, for that success to come. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Maybe if they're, a, you know, a perennial cup contender where they won a few cups over the last couple of years, maybe it's more like, ah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, but maybe I'm not going to put as much energy into it. It doesn't matter. But the Islander fans, you're shaking your head. You just think it's, it's Long Island fans. It's I just Islander think fans. it's Long Island fans. doesn't matter if they want some cups or not. Think of it this way. In two th- we were in the building in 2013. Correct. Right? I mean, yeah. you, me, Mike, we were all in the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that building was shaking yes. in 2013. Now, I know it But that was after a, long, a dry spell. It was after the dry spell. Right. But you can't tell me that last, oh, not last year, but the year <laughs> before last, right? Right. It wasn't the same. You're it right. wasn't the same type of atmosphere. You're right. What about the, ta- right. the what about the Tavares game when John Tavares came back? Which, that by the way, we want to just was say, one of the, glad to see that John is yes, back up on his feet. Absolutely, and going, so, you know, absolutely. Good for him, for but, sure. But d- during that game, I was at home. I didn't go to the game. I was at home, 
and I had it you on the surround. No, 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 I was on the surround sound. I was never more proud to be an Islander fan than that night because okay. you guys right. brought every, you brought the house down that night. But it think was, of it that way, dude. It was it was that was some night. That is long. That's Island one of the fans. most memorable Islander games I've ever been to. Right for and sure. That, and that sure. and that wasn't a playoff game. You're right. You're, that was a whole different sort of game. Yeah. Different sort of and, and just look yeah. at not only just the building. Look at Offside Tavern. Look at what this place was like for game one. You know, like we yeah. we, we, we yeah. lost Croakers. We were there at that one time. We would pack that place out. You know, the, even places where they just show up. The, the line at Blue Line. Yeah. It was, a, it was down the no, block. No, it's like, true. It's true. I they mean. come out. That's, that's the biggest thing about this fan base. They show up. They show up. They love their team. Love, yes. love their team, and that's why it's so fun to be a part of all this. I mean, you have everybody coming out. I mean, there's there's meetups like this all across the island. You across got the country, bro. Well, yes, across yeah, and, and big credit to those guys like Mikey down in Carolina and Brian here on Long Island, and yep. you know yep. you have all these meetup groups that have popped up across the country. You have one now in San Diego. There's one in Orlando. There's got multiple in spots the in Florida. Got there's the one, one in the UK. UK. Uh, French Tristan, he's been a follower. That's the right. Years. That's right. You got you got Brazil now has a has a big other fan. Amazing. So, yeah, amazing. you can't take anything away from this base. They they love their team and. And when you see the fans go back in for these playoffs here in the first round, the, the fact that they were just ready and, and the, the outpouring of support that they gave these players was amazing. And, and, and it's just so much fun to be a part of. So big credit to you Islander fans out there. You guys are doing a great job, and it's only going to get better. And I can't wait to be in the Coliseum for Game 3 because it's going to be incredible. That's, it's it's going to be amazing. And, you know, not only do we have this playoff series to look forward to, you know, you have to look forward to UBS opening in, in, in October. It's this man. It, it, there has never been a better time to be an Islander fan. It's it. We're we're gonna have a lot of fun these next couple of years. No doubt about it. So what do you say? We plug our pals here at RJ Daniels real quick, and then we're going to the hero. I love it. How's about that? So folks, once again, want to thank you all for coming out to RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. Whether it's tonight or otherwise, it is the place to be to watch Islander hockey this season, especially in the playoffs. Drink specials every time. Food specials. You got $5 16-ounce Barn Rocker Rails, $14 Bud Light Pitchers, $17 domestic buckets, $4 domestic bottles or pints. Plenty of food specials. Like I said, head on down for every Islander game at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center from pregame until the final horn for all those great specials. It's always a great time here. Are we still having a good time here at RJ Daniels? Yes, we are. And the real fun hasn't even started yet. We're about a little under 30 minutes till puck drop. And then round two. So, yes, RJ Daniels, the place to be. Make sure you tip your staff. They do a tremendous job here. Everybody's fantastic. The food is great. So thanks again for coming down to RJ Daniels. And, Tony, with that, what do you say? We do the Hero of the Week. That sounds like a plan. All right, folks, when you hear this song, that means it is time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Half-price Hero of the Week. Which this time is the poke check. It features roast beef, turkey, ham, Swiss and American, lettuce and tomato, mayo on a hero. Get it for half price all week starting tomorrow. That is Sunday through next Sunday where we will announce a brand new half off hero. Stop on in. Mention Hockey Night in New York for half off the poke check. Donnie and company, they do a tremendous job over there at Hockey Night in New York, uh, over at Point Deli and Bagels. And we, we, yeah, they do a great job here too, that's true. And of course, we thank them for their sponsorship of the show here at Hockey Night in New York. So, Tony Stabile, you're back in the saddle here, co-hosting the show here with me once again. 
So I'm going to let you do the honors and pick your hero of the week first from the week previous where they nodded up, t- took over the series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. What do you got for us, pal? Well, I mean, look, there's an obvious pick, and then there's a pick that I think is, is pretty important. I mean, sure. So my pick is a guy who I thought, like I said earlier in the show, played probably his best game as a professional. He scored two goals in that clinching game six. I thought he was all over the ice. He played tremendously. Of course, he had to you know, go and sour the whole thing by hitting the post you know, late in the game by not getting his tower trick. Right. But Brock Nelson absolutely was tremendous in game six. He is my hero of the week. Brock Nelson, everybody, if you're watching home, you can see him on your screen now. Huge, huge series along with his line mates, Josh Bailey and Anthony Bervillier. Tony, I think that's a solid choice. And you talked about an obvious one. And I think I got to go there. I went with them. I, I I went with them last time, and I'm going to go with them again this time. And that is none other than Russian import number thirty stepping in for Semyon Varlamov, Ilya Sorokin. I mean, I really don't have to say anymore. He came in, won four straight games. He was an absolute rock between the pipes for this team when they needed him, and they did need him, mm-hmm. especially in Game 5. We talked about Good it question. before, and he had just a huge, huge series against those Pittsburgh Penguins. He's going to get the start tonight against the Boston Bruins. So there you go, folks. Your hero of the week from me, Ilya Sorokin. It was, he was the obvious choice. He, the guy had a 945 yeah, save right? so Yeah, yeah Mark Grace. All right. <laughs> All right, but th- two good nominees here. Brock was great. He's going to have to be great again this week. So there you have it, folks. Ilya and Brock. Let's bring it back to the main screen here. So, Tony, let's talk about X-Factors, okay? We talked about some important players from last week, Ilya Sorokin, Brock Nelson. Who are going to be your X-Factors this week, you know, Look, you're still going to need the same guys stepping up. We talked about the fact that Matt Barzell had a, had a quiet series against the Penguins last, last uh, series, and now he's going to have to step it up against the Bruins. Who are your X-Factors here for the New York Islanders going against the Bruins? I think it's got to be that second defensive pairing like we talked about earlier with Letty and Mayfield. They have to play, you know, they, they, Mayfield has got to continue to play the way he's played, and Letty has got, has to, in my opinion, minimize the mistakes you know he's got to use his skating ability he's got to be able to move the puck the way he's capable of doing and they have to play a solid series they cannot rely just on pelican pulak they he they they if they play their up to their potential and they play the way that they played over the last two off season or the last two playoffs the islanders have a have a decent shot in the series yeah i agree with you and and look you, this is a win by committee sort of team even though you got your star in, in Matt Barzell, even though you got your goaltenders there, Sorokin, Varlama, whoever's in there, it's a win-by-committee team, and it's really not going to be any one guy. It's really not. You know, you're just going to have your certain guys that need to step up, whether it's Scott Mayfield, Nick Letty, whether it's Ilya Sorokin between the pipes, whether it's Barzell putting some points up there. They're going to need pretty much everybody tugging on the rope. And that and that's even we haven't even mentioned the guy's name yet, Leo Komarov. He had himself a series for, yes, for, for the tools in his kit. Yes, he did. Last series. Mm-hmm. He was banging bodies everywhere. Uh, the first couple of games, he was the best player on his line. Games it's one true. and two, he was the best player on that it's line. It's true. He had 11, what do you have, 11 or 12 hits in that first game He alone? was hitting everything that moved in that series. Yeah, yes, and was. it made a difference. And you know what? He was huge on the penalty kill, too. He, which he usually is. And, and that's his he took point. no dumb penalties. Nope. <laughs> which is great and, for him. Because he, he does that. And he drew at least a few. So he did. He definitely... No, Leo Komarov, you can't complain about anything. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, when Oliver Wallstrom comes back, he obviously has to go into the lineup. Yes. And, you, you know, as well as Travis Zajac played in game six, that's goal-saving play that he made uh, early on in the game, 
uh, to, I believe to keep the score tied, if I'm not mistaken, or them, them just down by one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a tremendous play by him at that point. You look for places like, well, how are you going to get? How could you get Zajac in the lineup? And the first name that comes to mind is Leo Komarov. You can't even think about taking Komarov out of the lineup the way he played against Pittsburgh. It's true. It's true. I mean, look, I think everybody's finally gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. But but that's the deal. That's the deal. Leo Komarov is going to be on that line yeah. unless something goes really south. Yeah, the guy was waived like what five times this year and played thirty <laughs> right. some odd games. Uh, I mean, that's probably more for you know just housekeeping. But yes, he was. Yeah, but I mean, but he, I mean he, he wasn't getting picked up. No, I knew that. <laughs> he was but taken. You know, no, it'd be crazy. But look, he's him, so. he's proven his worth here in this series. Obviously, everybody was very concerned about how how this team was going to perform without Anders Lee. And, you know, he may not be your first pick to be up there, but he's there and he's, and he's done a decent job. And, and he's going to have to continue to do that, especially in support of Matt Barzell. And Barzell isn't performing up to snuff so far. Hopefully that change is starting tonight. Now, I'm not about to say that Komarov is my X Factor. I did just want to get him in there and talk about it. I think my X Factor, though, for this series is going to be number 44, J.G. Pajot. Mm-hmm. And it's for multiple reasons, and one of which is he's got to continue to bring the energy. I love the energy that he brings out there on the ice. He's got to continue to bring that face-off prowess out there because he's going to be matching up against those top two lines. For the, phenomenal. Exactly, and, and Pajot is going to have to take some of that, those face-off wins away from him, yes, he assuming is. he's matched up against him. Uh, he may have to pick up a little slack for Zajac if he continues to be in without Wallstrom. Mm-hmm. So I think Pajot is going to be a key, key element in the series. He was in the first round, too. He, he put up a lot of points in the first round. Seven points. But I think he's going to be one of those guys, if the New York Islanders prevail in this series against the Boston Bruins, I think Pajot is going to be one of those guys who look back on and say he had a big part of it. Well, I mean, look, he, he's a big part of this team. From the minute that he got here, he was going to be a big part of this team. And he's a big part of the energy. He's a big part of the, being, being a, a rah-rah guy on the bench. And he's a guy who goes out and plays by example. I mean, he had six assists in the series. He set up that huge goal that Palmieri scored to win game one in overtime. He's a real big part of this of this team, and he's going to have to continue to do that. And I, I think Bruce Cassidy said it in his press conference the other day. Yeah, he was really good, but he's always good. Absolutely. And we got a lot more people following in here. So I want to remind everybody here, we got a 50-50 raffle going on tonight. Our man Mikey's walking around with the bucket and the tickets. You can get involved there. Win yourself some money. Plenty of great prizes. We have the, the grand prize here, the Ziggy Palfi Fisherman jersey here. That's going to be the big one. You got the money off the 50-50. You have some Hockey Night New York t-shirts over here. You got the Wally Amazing Player shirt. You have that. <laughs> you have the other shirt there that's just facing the wall right now. <laughs> I guess the fan kind of blew it away, but it's a great NHL 94 retro Long Island shirt. We'll show that to you guys later. We also have those for sale for $20. We also have these wonderful Hockey Night New York hats. We're going to be giving some of those away. We're also going to be having those for sale right over here at the uh, Owen Wilson merch table. Right here, just Owen step Wilson. on up say, wow. And uh, we'll help you out. We'll, he's we'll, a big fan of the show. Yeah, he's a huge fan of the show. Yes, he is. Huge. He, 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 was so he nice watches every week. And was nice, enough, week. To nice enough to yeah. loan his likeness out yes. onto these yes. wonderful uh, yeah. poster boards. And now that, that we we've, we've broadcasted out to the world, we're probably going to get in trouble. But that's yeah, fine. That's, that's we're going to roll with it. If we're not getting in trouble. Yeah, that's probably not allowed. But he's there anyway. If you're in trouble, if you're looking for trouble, We'll just call Christian yeah. Arnold at. Uh, I'll get his phone number. Yeah, look, guys. Yeah, there okay, he is. That's Owen. He's, he's a huge fan of the show. Yeah, he loves, huge fan of the show. Loves it. Yeah, guys. By the way, those Magnus, those stickers, they're free. Feel free to take them or not. You know, whatever you want to do. That's fine. I know that. <laughs> you may not want them. That's, that's, that's okay. So, so a lot of stuff going on here at RJ Daniels. So, Tony, we did the X factors. Uh, is it time to do predictions? Is it time? And we want to time. save that. We could save it. It's up to you. I mean, look, your show. That, just, I, I suppose I, that's I'm just, true. I'm just hanging out. It's cool. You are just hanging out. Yeah. Well, 
you know what? I, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, let's, before we get to that, um, we talked a little bit about, about it with Christian, but um, Oliver Walsh from now, he's, he's seen his first taste of playoff hockey. And unfortunately, he took that injury. He was performing well before he went down. Uh, you know, Barry Trotz says he's day-to-day. I'm inclined to believe him. I don't know. I feel like he took a big, big heavy fall there. I'm not sure if he's going to come back this round. What do you think? I mean, if you listen to Barry, he said that he's still doing some, uh, still doing some therapy and um, that it really wasn't too bad. It was a day-to-day injury. Yeah. You know, you do find out that, you know, a day-to-day injury in the playoffs is that the guy had, like, a broken collarbone or something like that. So, you know, you never can tell. But it was a tough fall that he took. But, um, you know, I mean, Wallstrom is a guy who they're going to need in this lineup badly. I mean, he, he brings an aspect that pretty much nobody else on this team can bring, and it's that laser shot, and he's dead accurate with it. Um, you know, Pulak has got a tremendous shot, but, you know, it's it's like the Fulton Reed type of thing where it's, you know, it's not always, what is it, uh, three, out of, three out of 11 or whatever it was? Not even that, I don't man. remember, but it's not, it's, it's not all that much that he, that he gets it on net. When he does, it's tremendous, but... Um, you know, Pollock is, is a guy who has got is the only guy who has got a, sh- a shot that's even remotely like Oliver Wallstrom. So he's a, he's a big part of this team now. He scored uh, what 12, 12 goals I think in the regular season for Wallstrom, or fourteen goals, or that's it was something in to the ballpark. I don't have it in front of but me. But he had a, he, he had a really good regular season. He was having a good series against the Penguins. He's a guy who the Islanders are going to need to rely on more and more. Uh, I'm excited about his future, and uh, you know, yes, I hope that you know the injury is what Barry is saying, and it's only day to day. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I mean, like like Christian discussed, Zajac, I think performed fairly well for the role he kind of brings now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. obviously, he's a little more up there in age now, and he's not going to be the same player he was with the New Jersey Devils. But he had some key plays in the games Important he came plays, in yeah, against sure. the Penguins. So, you know, and he's, you know, one of the big things they brought him in for was his, was his face-off prowess. He's big, too. Right. So, you know, if, if Pajot gets tossed out, he goes right in there, mm-hmm. and he gives you a decent chance to start with the puck on the next play. So that's going to be big, too. And, look, it, it, like I said before, it's going to be win, win by committee. Next man up is the, is the mentality they always seem no to question. go with, right? No question. And, and for the most part, you know, I mean, look, Lee's been hurt for a while, so you almost don't even put him in the equation. Like, like it's funny, they always say everybody's available, and it's just they don't even mention the fact that Lee's not because it's been so long since he got hurt. Right. But they've been, since the Lee injury, they've been pretty damn healthy leading up to just this Walsham hit. Yeah, exactly, knock on wood. Um, but look, they, they have depth, and they have guys that can fill in, Zajac being one of them. You know, if they need a guy like Dal Cole to slot in into a similar role, they can do that too. And, you know, they have guys like Colburn who's waiting in the wings if they need to. They have Thomas Hickey if it really gets, you and, know. And, and that's something that Lamarillo was masterful at doing this year, considering that he was so tied up against the cap and was able to bring in these guys that, yes, like we said like we said before about um, uh, if Dobson struggles, you have the opportunity to bring a, a Braden Colburn in or a Thomas Hickey, you know, Hickey already had, but, you know, but you look at bringing Zajac in. Zajac is essentially, you know, even with this lineup the way that it is right now, he is the next guy off, he's the first guy off, you know, out of the press box when there's an injury. Yes. And that's a hell of a guy to be able to plug into your lineup when you have a player go down. Like, he's a guy who you don't have to worry about. You don't have to shield him. You don't have to bury him on the fourth line. The Owls continue. They, they lose Wallstrom. They can throw Zajac out there. Obviously, Zajac's not going to give you what Wallstrom would give you, but no. he's going to bring another dynamic, and he's the player that you can just continue to roll your four lines, which not every team can do. 
You know, the Islanders can continue to roll four lines no matter what. That fourth line can play the same amount of minutes that the second or the third line can play, and that's it's a tribute to what this team has been, how this team has been built, and how Barry is able to keep them healthy and keep them rolling all, all season long. For sure, and you know, we talked about X factors for the Islanders here. You got anybody on Boston that's got you worried? Any, any X factors? Charlie over McAvoy there? is just yeah. he's a star. Long Island born. Right. Uh, sorry, Long Long Beach born. Long Beach born. Yeah, yeah. He is, he's had a, he had a great year. Um, he's just he had five assists in that series against Washington. Like yeah. he's just he's he's really coming into his own. Um, he was a plus twenty two on the season. He's a guy who can play physical. He blocks shots. He's he's a good defenseman, man. And he's he's a guy who you got to watch because you know he's the kind of guy who can help steal a game and you steal a game here and you steal a game there and all of a sudden you know you're down and that's you, you know you know you, you got to watch for you got to watch for players like McAvoy but he's right. in my look you talk about all the stars in that team he's a guy that doesn't get talked about enough i think yeah and look maybe this is this is more of an obvious choice but you can't take away what this guy's done since he went up to Boston, and, and that's Taylor Hall. I mean, for me, he's going to be a huge difference in this series. If the Islanders can contain him, then I think they have a really good chance of winning this series. If he's able to you know, play you know, with that star power that he has in the series, it's, it's going to be tough because, again, that just gives them those two dynamic lines that are going to you know, cause all sorts of frustration for the Islanders. I mean, the good thing is they have one of the better defensive cores in this league. That's been proven. But they're going to have to shut him down because if he's going, that means they're getting scoring from multiple spots. They got to wear him down. I think. I think they're going to. I think the particular focus for Matt Martin and Kyle Clutterbuck are going to be is they're going to have to wear him down in this series. They're going to have to continue to put the body on yeah. him. You know, he's look. He's a flopper. He, he he does like to go down very easily. He draws penalties. He has the ability because of, because of his skating ability. He has the ability to draw those penalties. But they're going to have to pay particular attention on trying to wear him down. And I think that's going to be a big focus for that fourth line. Yeah, and I think I don't think they have to match the peskiness or pestiness, if you will, of Brad Marchand. Because if you start getting into games with him, you're going to start taking penalties, right? right? Exactly. So you got to be you got to be smart. You got to be focused. He's going to get be getting under Islander skin, but they have to do their best to get under the star, uh, the, the skin of the stars. Of the, of the Boston Bruins, starting with Taylor Hall, starting with Pasternak. And they did a great job of that in the first round against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They were, I mean, they frustrated knocking to pieces. Big time. And he's, he's kind of, it seems like he's got some thin skin. And he's pretty easily frustrated. Well, and they know but, that. So right. they focused on him. Right, and, and that's the sort of thing you have to do. Look, it's, 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 it's chess, not checkers. It's not, just, it's not just shooting pucks. It's getting in these guys' heads. You know? That's what Barry says all the time. He, was, he right. said it the other day. If you want to go far, you go as a group. Right. The group. It's the group mentality of how this team is supposed to play. Yeah. So they have to have that group mentality of finish your checks, put the body on people, you know, wear a team down. And I feel that they did that with Pittsburgh because even though they were they were trying to, you know, they, they were fast and furious in that last third period of, of game six trying to get trying to get anything past Ilya Sorokin at that point, at points, they look defeated. Like, you could just see it on their right. face. Like, we're not getting anything past this guy. And it's right. they, they, they had that look to And them. that end of the game, it starts with the fourth line. It starts with Cal Clutterbuck. It starts with Casey Sezikis and Matt Martin more of just a, a pounding body sort of role. You know, Clutterbuck can, can chirp with the best of them. And yep. you know what? Who's no slouch there either? Pajot? Leo. Leo, Leo obviously. Leo, it's going to be fun to watch him and Marshawn yep. against each other for Absolutely. sure. If he and, licks him, I'm going to be very and, interested to see how he reacts. And I hope I don't have to see, we don't have to see that. But, and then not. Kyle Palmieri is Kyle proven Palmieri to be a little bit of a pest, is, too. Oh, he is. 
He is. He's a talker. He's definitely and, a talker. And Brock right Nelson's a sneaky guy too when it comes to that stuff. I know you've seen it more and more. Yeah, which I love you know. Yeah. And look, and Bo- and Beauvillier, not not maybe not so much his mouth, but the way he plays. You know, he plays right. That all he's gas. tenacious. He's that all gas, no break. Yeah. You know, the right. bar from the Jets coach is he's all gas out there. Right. He doesn't stop. He's got that you know that Energizer Bunny kind of motor in there. He reminds me. A little bit of, of Jason Blake when he first came to the Islanders. He was that same okay. way. He was just sure. buzzing around the ice all the time. But Beauvillier has that ability to do that. And it gets under the player's skin because he pops up in areas he does and he plays physical. And, you know, maybe not so much in talking, but, you know, he's a guy that can antagonize as well. I'm with you there, Tony. And how about now we steer it to the predictions? Let's let everybody know. Well, we should let everybody know also that we were right in series <laughs> and get in, in That's one. right. We were here two weeks we ago. Shows six games, and we both said Isles and six. Yes, and we were both correct. So let's try to. Well, assuming you pick the right team, let's try to be just as accurate this time. Okay. So Tony, because you're the special guest co-host here tonight, uh, filling in for Christian Arnold, doing a very admirable job, might I say. I Great to have you that. back in Thank the saddle, pal. Much. Glad, glad you're here. It's like riding a bicycle; just you know, pick it right up. So let's get a predict- prediction from you, pal. How do you see this series going? How many games? Who's going to prevail? Let's hear it. I am going to stick with my round one prediction and say that the Islanders take this series in six games. Wow. Wow. I'm going to say okay. that Ilya Sorokin is going to play the way he played in round one. And okay. he is going to frustrate the Bruins the same way that he frustrated the Penguins. If, if a guy is going through a series with a 940 or a 950 save percentage, <laughs> you're going to end up winning that series. So, That's fair. And Sorokin That's fair. has the ability to do that. He just showed that against a high-powered offense in, in the Pittsburgh Penguins. One yep. of the top offenses in the game this season. Yep. I definitely think that he, can, he is definitely able, capable of doing that again. And I, I see this series going the same way as round one in six games. Today. Wow, there you have it, folks. So Tony Stabile has the Islanders taken down the Bruins in six. RJ Daniels, how do you feel about that? What do you think? Yeah? Uh, Mark agrees. Uh, we got he, one. Yeah, we got one. Some, that's all you all need. need. All you one. need is Just one. one. Just one. Especially he's in the front here, too, so it's perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, it's my turn now. And I, you know, maybe there's a little bias, maybe a little, there's a little homerism here, but I really do think that this Islander team can pull off this series, although I do think it's going to take one more game, and we might have to see a dramatic Game 7 up in Boston. But the Islanders, in 7, versus the Bruins, they go on to the semifinals for the second year in a row for another chance at playing for that chalice, the Stanley Cup. I like it. You like, I like it. it. You like I just it. think they're going to do it in home ice. So I think they they, they well, have that in there you know, now. And if you're, you know, last week, taste. last week when we did when I did predictions for Christian, I said if the Islanders win Game Five, they're going to take the series in six because we basically updated our predictions after it was tied two two, and we were leading into Game how Five. Do you, how do you? you just like, how do you feel now? You how do you feel original, now? No, all. you got to stick with your original prediction. So. <laughs> Stick with you. Regardless, right. regardless, I said and the And then Isle- you put a caveat on it saying if they win game five, then they're going to take it in six. But if they lose game five, then they're going to Yeah, I was doubling down on my prediction. Nah, I don't like that. It doesn't matter. Right. You're only here temporarily, right, so, so it doesn't matter. You're here for one night. All right. It doesn't matter what you I think. appreciate that. Right. So, <laughs> but then I said if, if they end up dropping five, they'll take it in seven. So, look, I think it's going to go seven here. I don't know how the first, you know, couple of games are going to go. They, you know, they got to take one in Boston. They have to. Because if they go up, if they go down two nothing against the Bruins, it's going to be tough to battle back from that. 
Yeah, if they go down 2 nothing, the Bruins, it's going to be they got to steal one. So I think they should try to follow suit with what they did against the Penguins and one, take game one. Just one take game. Take game one. All you need to do is take one game right. in, in, in Boston. Right. So that's, that's the way they're going to do it. For sure. But look, I, I think it really comes down to goaltending. And from what I saw from Ilya Sorokin, there's no question. I read an article today. Uh, did I, read, you? I saw a snippet today on Twitter saying that the, uh, the Bruins had far superior goaltending to the Islanders, which. <laughs> Who said I, that? I'm, I, so NBC, Who said that? Uh, it was uh, NHL and NBC, I guess, in the Boston area said that. Well, they don't, the they Bruins, don't watch hockey. They don't the watch the games. Bruins goaltending far, far superior. superior. Far so superior. you have Semyon Varlamov, who our jaws will drop to the floor if he's not a Vezina nominee this year, right? Who's yes. not even starting right now. And then Ilya Sorokin, who you just rattled off his numbers here. 945 save percentage. Right, who still Penguins. hasn't lost the game in the NHL playoffs. He's won all four against the Penguins. He's saying that they are far inferior to the goaltending of the Boston Bruins. Yes. That, that gentleman does not watch hockey. That gentleman has no idea what he's talking about. Or, or, or woman. I don't know you know I'm who not, it was. No, right, whoever it was. Particular. They are wrong. They're wrong. And they don't know what they're talking about. Nope. nope. Well, I don't. It doesn't, you know what? All that matters, Tony, is what actually happens in the games. So you can make all the predictions in the world you want. The snippet that I saw said that the Bruins will easily knock the Islanders out. Yeah, well, that's fine. Obviously, they Us didn't watch against the, the world mentality series. as usual. But Tony, we got to wrap things up now. Got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. So that's the wrong button. Oh boy. So, folks, want to thank everyone for tuning in at home at Twitch.tv/HockeyNightNY, and of course, a huge thanks to everybody here at RJ Dan. A little loud over there. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Huge thanks to everybody here at RJ Daniels for hanging out with Hockey Night in New York. Big thanks to Christian Arnold of Hockey Night in New York and NYI Hockey Now for joining us. And a huge thanks to old buddy Tony Stabile, former co-host of the show, coming back in the saddle to hang out with me. Thanks to Lab Pal. Really appreciate it. And, of course, a huge thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And a big thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TideTechnology.com for all your telecom needs. Or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And, of course, a big thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code HockeyNightNY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So, folks, we're ready for Islander Hockey here tonight? Game one, let's go. There we go. There we go. So, once again, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast providers. Tell your friends, spread the word. Follow Tony Stabile at Tony Stabile on Twitter. Follow our pal Christian at C underscore Arnold 01. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. And follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We got those raffles going off. We got the 50 50 going. We got some great prizes going on. Talk to us. Talk to our man, Mikey. Great stuff going on here. Let's go, Islanders. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. <laughs>